podcast. Welcome to episode 24 of your favorite podcast of all time. Well, our favorite podcast of all time. Yeah. Yep. The Maple Dips, Will, and we also have Jody. Hey, Will. Hey, everybody. You know, we're just chilling here on a relaxing day. Birds are chirping. The flowers are in bloom. Jody, do you know much about flowers? Yeah. I call them targets when I'm mowing my yard. Oh, okay. No, I'm not talking about like the dandelions. Oh, you just like mow anything. Oh, tulips. Anything that won't bog down the mower. I'm not a green thumb guy. Flowers, they look great. They're not my thing. I don't pursue them in the yard and stuff and nurture them and, and grow them. I uh, I chase them. I didn't know anything about flowers. COVID started, I, I dug out a garden in the backyard here and we planted some stuff. So I know what the flowers are because they're any, annuals. Does annual means to come up annually? Is that right? What's the difference between an annual and a perennial? Annual is every year. Right. Yeah. Annual is every year. That's right. That right. makes sense. Okay, good. So we've got some peonies. I remember what they're called because you don't want to pee on your knees if you've had a few too much of the drinks. And then we've got the hydrangeas. And we also have some lilac. Everybody knows the lilac. Oh, yeah. that's the stuff that you smell and it puts you to sleep. Makes me sneeze. Makes me sneeze. Oh, does it? Oh, lilacs really trigger my allergies. Yeah. Are yours pretty bad? They're better now. It's uh, 15 years ago. Super bad. I was on annual injections from the nurse and went to an allergy. I was fixing cars. I was going to start a, a mechanics apprenticeship. And with the shop we had, there was a big open undeveloped field beside us. And when they opened up the garage doors on a hot summer day, the amount of pollen that come in shut me right down. But better now. Answer me this. How come a greenhouse is clear? Think about it. You can get back to me later on that one. All right. So um, uh, what have you been doing since uh, last episode? Been watching some more and the final playoff games. My grass is, you know, halfway up my shin, but hey, there's going to be a few extra bees. Uh, yeah, I, I had to cut mine because it was literally like I was losing the dogs in it. I couldn't see where they were because they were yeah. like children of the corn or something. You don't want to look like that dude that hasn't come out of his house in five years. And No. What have you been up to? Work's been a bit up Work and down, I heard. Work's been a bit up and down, <laughs> but uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, went to the city, just some people watching, some sightseeing. Oh, I went to a nice little pub, uh, which is around just north of John and King Street. So it was called the Town Crier and Halfway Beer House. Town Crier Pub and Halfway Beer House. Hmm. Really nice place. It's funny because it's very congested. It's on John Street, and there's like a, pub, there's like a restaurant uh, right beside it, and there's like another pub. I think it was like the St. John's pub right beside it. So I was just by myself and I just you know, had a couple of beers, sat on, on the uh, on the patio, did some people watching. Well, it was quite, you know, quite relaxing. Had a couple uh, people watching. I could do that all day long at the mall or on a patio. People fascinate me. They amaze me. The different walks of life and actions and conduct in public choices. is, I think it's hilarious and fun and fashion choices. Yes. Sitting out in a pu- on a patio is one of my favorite recreational activities and watching people. This uh, town crier has 40 beers on tap. Holy dino. So they've got a whole bunch of, um, you know, just the regular stuff, but they also have a lot of European stuff. I had a Innocent Gun Mango IPA on tap. It was actually pretty good, pretty good. It, it, and it was one of those ones where it was good, but I don't know if I'd, I drink a lot of them. And then I had this other one. It was like this cherry Europe. It was like a Belgian one, but it was like a cherry ale and it was... Man, oh man, it tasted so good. You didn't even realize that you were drinking alcohol. Like if you had a couple of those, you would just be under the table. So, Okay, now you got me my mouth watering and that takes us to something important. What are you tasting this week? Well, you know, going from all that fancy stuff, 
But, you know, I've been watching my weight. So right now I have a clear 2.0 from Sleeman brewed just up the road. Certainly not a small brewery, but it is a local, a local place. It's only 80 calories. So for you kids, if you're watching your weight, you know, don't drink the Miller Light. Don't drink the uh, Bud Light. I mean, don't drink that anyways, because it tastes like piss. So I'm going to crack this one <laughs> and uh, let you know how it is. Holy shit, that was quite nothing. That was nothing. <laughs> Pretty underwhelming yeah. opening there. Okay, so that was no good. Um, you know, it was a bottle, so you didn't really have the same sound that you might from a pop of a can. Let's try it. Hmm. You know, not bad. I think you have a couple of these babies in the sun. Quite refreshing. 4%. So it is definitely a light beer. So Nice. I am going to be tasting something from the... Wellington Brewery, just down the street from you guys in Guelph, Ontario. The reason this triggered me is when you got speaking about the beer you were having at the Town Crier, you spoke about something that was cherry flavored. This one here is called Blowout, and it's got like party favor, New Year's Eve kazoo whistles on it. Oh, yes. And it is a a cherry vanilla sour, 5.2% alcohol. Oh, mine's zero calories because it doesn't have it listed on oh, the there can. You go. So. If it doesn't list the calories, it has nothing. I don't think beers normally list the calories. I think this one does is because it's, you know, it's they're marketing it as a, a low-calorie beer. But I think normally they don't put them on there. Anyways, here we go. We're going to give this a... I have had that before. Crack. Let's see what you think. Mmm, smells good. Sounded better than mine when I opened it. That's pretty good. It's a, a sour with like a wine finish to it because it's got the cherries in it sweeter than most beers like again just like a the one i featured in the last podcast was a, a sweeter finish so I, and again that's something i drink a whole lot of but that's a unique flavor you can taste the cherry in it cherry's really prevalent i'm just gonna have another sip to make sure so last episode you know we had a bit of bad language i don't think it was that bad i think it depends on you know who you are and and what you're used to as far as the uh the bad words hopefully the millers weren't uh, too upset we're all adults here. All the Millers are adults too? Like the kids? No, but the, but they <laughs> act like it. Okay. I don't just walk around swearing, like just for the sake of swearing, but even though they say that people who swear have a high intelligence level, I'm not just, I'm just not that person. If I get on a subject or a tangent or I'm with the right company, sure, uh, the odd swear word might fly out of my mouth. But what I really admire, and I know that I have many family friends that have kids that are younger and stuff, the best parents turn out the best kids who simply understand that that language just isn't for you rather than try to shelter them from hearing it ever. Right. You know, around around a one or two year old, a toddler, someone that's really, no, there's just no need. If you're a 12 year old and everyone's sitting around and someone drops one swear word, I know some parents that would cover their ears and then give that adult trouble for saying it. It's like, no, no, let's not censor everything. Let's not cancel everything. It's a, it's a swear word. It's, a, it's an adjective. Well, some of them can be adjective nouns, everything as we know. Yeah. I find the the good parents and the good kids really turn out is when they just explain to them, hey, that language isn't for you. That person said that for a reason. You don't say it. And then as they get older, they understand it. And it can be a useful tool, not uh, a taboo topic. If you make it like a big deal every time you say it, kids are going to say it more because they know it gets them attention. It's like having, you know, okay, my child's not going to eat any sugar. Then they go to a friend's for a sleepover and they have sugar. Oh, wow. Now little Billy's bouncing off the walls and is addicted to it and wants more. And he'll steal everything you have in the fridge just to have some sugar. Yeah, no, it's just all in moderation and, and, and understanding. Little uh, Billy's got some sugar. Next thing you know, he's doing the crack. So, you know, you yep. just got to be careful. Everything in moderation. Barb in Oklahoma, she keeps the sugar for the still. And she puts oh, out some good moonshine. I wish Barb would maybe send us up some of that. She'd have to really disguise it and send it up UPS. She can't spell UPS. 
damn you, Barb, and your dyslexia. I think I also said, maybe I'm the only one that noticed this. I said Britain, and then I said Wales. I said, no, it's in Wales. I know that Wales is in Britain. I just, yes. for some reason, I didn't want anybody to think that I didn't know that Wales was part of Britain. I was just saying that. To, like, Wales in England is kind of like, you know, like, I don't want to start dissing the English. But if you're English, you know, England is the place to be. And Wales is kind of like an afterthought. Great place. I've actually been to Wales. Great people. When they're speaking English, they sound just like, got just a regular English accent. And when they start speaking Welsh, it sounds like some sort of weird alien language. It's just crazy. There's no vowels at all. It's just like... I wonder if England is a lot like Ireland. I know in Ireland, I follow a couple of great Irish bloggers. Hilarious, brilliant people. Just fun to watch, fun to listen to. And I know in Ireland, it's quite regional. And I, I don't know if that's because of sports teams. Do you think Great Britain, parts of Great Britain are like that as well? I, I, I get this hunch that some of it's really regional. We're better than you. Uh... Our sports teams, are, like, is that a thing, do you think? I think so. I mean, in England, I think I think it is, you know, if you're from this county and this county and you're better than them because you're from the north or you're, you know, you're from the south yeah. and whatever. And then, of course, you know, the same way as if you're from England, then, you know, oh, they're, the Scottish have their own, like, football, soccer league. But, of course, the Welsh don't. So that's why they're, you know, they may have teams in the Premier League. So it's the rivalry there. But, again, I don't want to diss any English people that are listening, but the English. No, not at all. It's our way of the highway. Chris, why are you laughing for? Why are you laughing for? I'm being serious. Those are still some uh, some countries that still do bare knuckle fighting. It's not a, it's not allowed or sanctioned or approved, but it still happens. It's crazy over there, Ireland and England. Do you mean like just like in the street, like oh yeah, bastard, and let's go outside kind of thing? That's right. They'll solve family disputes just bidding family against family. I'm gonna meet you and your uncle. We're gonna meet down the road, and I'm gonna kick the shite out of you. You never hear about them pulling out a gun. Well, I was just going to say that. That's the thing. Boom. So uh, a bit of a sad event the other week. Gordon Lightfoot passed away. There's not a lot else that's come out of really in the last 70 years. So it's a big event. Uh, you know, the great thing is his music will live on. I think I saw that his one song, If You Could Read My Mind, was covered by 300 different artists. Even Elvis I believe you know, it. did one of his songs. Like he had people doing his songs, you know, still to this day, there's versions of songs that have been out for, for 30 years. So it's, it's something that will live on in his music. If you want to listen to it, give it a shot. If you're in Aurelia, go visit the Tuddo Park, which is on just going out towards Atherley. There's a whole bunch of really cool um, sculptures based on his music and him. There's one actually where he's kind of like sitting and it almost looks like, well, my, my sister calls it the Gordy Jesus because it looks like he's almost like Jesus and stuff, but there's some pretty cool things there and um, <laughs> sad news, keep his memory alive. A Canadian icon gone. If you could read my mind, love What a tale my thoughts could tell just like an old time movie about a ghost from a wishing well. Where what happened? To, where is Kanye? Nobody's heard. I know he doesn't go by Kanye, but where is he? Who cares? He must be living Who on the streets or cares? something. He's just a troublemaker. He is. Kanye is one of those people that he's a talented musician. I'm not a real fan of his music. There's a few tracks I like, but I'm not his it's not my jam. But He's plateaued in his career, so he's now trying to make himself a success out of controversy and headlines, not talent resources. 
he definitely also has some mental health issues, which is certainly not something we're making fun of. Oh, you, you think? Know, you, you need to get help for that because if not, and the people that are around him, you know, supporting him, they're just kind of uh, appeasing him because, you know, he has money for now. It's, it's pretty sad that he doesn't get help. Yeah, it's uh, they don't want to say anything because just like the Justin Bieber thing years ago stuff, his handlers aren't giving him good advice. Why? They make money when he makes money and he doesn't make money if he's suddenly just getting some therapy and becoming normal. He's ma- making money because he's controversial and a little to the, the one side. Well, I don't know if you ever if you ever saw the uh, the Amy Winehouse documentary from a few years ago. It's actually very sad because she was very talented and she obviously had a substance problem. But her family, like her father, kept her on drugs because that's kind of fueled her creative process. And they, and it's just you know when you see when I have a hard time actually watching some of those documentaries, especially if they pass away because a waste of their or their talent. But so many of those people that uh, you know are talented. They go off the rails. I just finished reading a book. It was the biography by Roger Daltrey, which I'm not like a big fan of the who, but I like biographies. Yeah. And he was talking about um, when Keith Moon was going off the rails and that, you know, he tried to do something, but you just couldn't. Like he was just, at one point, he was just going to be, you know, he was going to kill himself. And he did. They got that call one day and it's, and it's, it's too bad. You hear that all too often. Look at Britney Spears' father. Controlled her career so much and stuff. And like so, these child stars or young stars that are managed by family, and the family doesn't have their good intention yet. You'd think that's who should of anybody. That's who should. It's awful. They get blinded by the green, the not not the greenhouse. Now you're mentioning the greenhouse <laughs> is not green. It's clear. Yeah, but the green is. I think green is referencing the plants, but not all oh, plants are green. Oh, wow, Willie. You're just wise. You're so smart. It's sort of like why do we park in the driveway and then we drive on the parkway? Quoted by Stephen Wright, one of the best comedians out there. I've often used to say, going back to these child stars things, I've often used to say, I'm so glad my kids aren't that talented. On it, like, right? Look what we've avoided. We've got brilliant kids, but we don't have kids that would have made it in Hollywood or made it in sports or anything. Like, for example, speaking of staying out of a bad situation because you're not talented, how many times have you heard about, like, these junior hockey players and the hazing and everything that goes on? Just recently, the Niagara Ice Dogs were sanctioned by the OHL. Their their manager or coach or something has been banned from coaching for a couple of years because of they were being accused of malnutrition of some of their players. What is that? Him and the other guy have been stripped of the right to play in the OHL. To go at the, the highest level of this type of stuff, let's just stay on hockey for one second. You have to be talented. You have to have swagger. But what comes with that? Arrogance attitude like those are part and parcel but it's just an ugly side like when i heard that about the ice dogs i'm sick of hearing about canadian hockey in the bad light but unfortunately that's a reality and hockey's got to fix itself like real soon and it's 2023 you know what they should not be hazing and bullying not a bit not of Of course of course you're going to get those toxic players but you know what if the toxic player is the captain of the team Something's wrong with that organization. So they did the right thing in what they did. Then you remove sure. the captain right away because that's he's just a virus in that dressing room if that's happening. And it's, it's also happening too often. When I was playing hockey when I was young, like still in my early 20s, I was surrounded so by guys. A couple and, of years ago. Oh, wait, you, already, you already said you're 50 earlier, that's right. so we can't do that. Um, we, never, we weren't into hazing when I was playing. Now, this was beer league, but still, hockey's hockey. Those guys now are some of my closest buddies, closest family members. I could not imagine, like, you have to go on the ice and, quote, battle. I don't want the anti-hockey players to think that's such a hard word. You have to do that with these guys. What makes you think they got your back 
if you're going to treat them like a piece of crap in the dressing room or outside of the rink like that i cannot wrap my head around that i don't know what i missed or if i'm wired wrong or if i'm wired right and they're not Mm -hmm. but that stuff it has to i'm absolutely sick of seeing headlines of junior hockey players doing wrong it's all the junior level and it's all hush hush under the carpet because it's money driven these teams make money and they can't sacrifice that well clean it up or else no one's coming to watch it. And some of the things you hear about, I never experienced that, you know, when my on my badminton team, there wasn't a lot of hazing. But, um, you know, they're like doing weird things where they, you yeah. know, have them stripped down and they're like, what is wrong yeah. that's, that this, this goes on? Like, it's just not right. That's how they want to test their character, they said. You know how you want to test someone's character? Take the team and go volunteer at the food bank. Take that team and go, go walk into a local parade. Take that team and go to the old age home. Sit down with some of these some of these people and listen to the stories they can tell. That's how you test character, not this other crap. And some of these guys need a real smack upside the head. Like I mean, a closed fist, bucket full of knuckles. Smarten up because it's it's going <laughs> well, to hell. Well, you know what? Those guys, their careers should be hampered by that. And there was that one uh, American player that they refused to take in the draft because it turned out he had bullied developmentally challenged. What? Yeah. Yeah, and then Montreal ended up drafting him, and then like, oh no, we shouldn't have done that. Like, come on. Oh, that, well, that shows you that's all about the money. That's Montreal. Like, <laughs> I question a lot of what they do. Now, this wasn't on the topic, but I just remembered. I saw a great film the other day in the theaters. Uh, I saw the uh, Gardens of Galaxy Volume Three. Have you seen it yet? Nope. And we saw it in. We didn't see like the IMAX. We saw the three D one. Man, was that an enjoyable film? That was. You get your money's worth for that film. It was like two and a half hours, action-packed, great characters, great stories. And I don't think I've ever seen a film that looked as good visually as that film. Like the 3D, you know, in the past when they started coming out with 3D again, it was like, oh, why are they doing this? It doesn't really add into it. That film, I mean, you could still enjoy it if it's not in 3D, but that film in the 3D, it actually really looked fantastic. And it's the kind of film that I think you want to see in the theater. Yeah. Good show, good music, good action. There was even some... Uh, you know, heartfelt parts with the uh, like the little raccoon guy, uh, uh, Rocket. They kind of did his backstory. No spoilers here, but I was like tearing up at these CGI animals. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? So, anyways, I think a combination of computerized movie making as well as the increasing clarity and perfection of HD, they can really start to separate the imaging now and make it. Like the 3D is more robust and, and clear than it used to be. Do you remember back in the days, uh, City TV used to say it's going to have a 3D yeah, movie yeah. on. You could go to Becker's or Corner Store, get the glasses that had a blue and a red lens. That 3D was shit. It looked like garbage. Yeah. It was like a Creature from the Black Lagoon from 1954. Oh. Yeah, they tried to remake previous made films and, and do those the color samples over top of it to d- display the images. Now they're developing imagery truly made and, and yeah the the 3d experience in the theaters it's you can do it at home you can buy the tvs and do it no way you can't duplicate having it in the theater i think the 3d tvs actually were a bit of a bust but yeah they just it didn't really work out no now the dolby you know the dolby that's good too eh oh yeah eh, the dolby I like that dolby yeah. the 3d tvs they were meant to still just be able to do 3D TV at home at an excellent level. You weren't able to watch everything in 3D on those, could you? Like you, you couldn't sit down and watch Friends in 3D, could you? Well, you could. Could you? You could, but that's usually if after you've had about six or seven uh, mushrooms. Oh, yeah, but then like, you don't need the glasses oh, then. Rachel's hair is coming out of the TV. <laughs> yeah. ooh, ooh, like the uh, SCTV 3D House <laughs> oh, of yeah. uh, Sturtises. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, or 3D House of Pancakes. Would you like some more? Pancakes. 
<laughs> I remember that. <laughs> so maybe you could see that in the drive-in? As- it's 70th year. 70. Wow. 70 years. And, we, and there's still a drive-in in the middle of the forest up here in Muskoka. There's still a few around the province, but we enjoy this one here. Well, uh, you know, I think we've got to the end of the episode. Certainly, we've, uh, we've touched on some, I know, can you believe it, on some some good topics. And again, we're still looking for that feedback. The brewmaster out at Clear Lake Brewery, he wants to come on for a chit-chat. So I'm going to try to figure out, we got to just see how everyone's schedule lands. So it's our live on location episode is booked for this summer. You guys will hear more details when that happens. There's going to be a, a big crowd of about 70 people there with us poolside and doing Whoa, it right. That'll be our biggest audience ever. Yes. Well, dude, uh, <laughs> nine, nine would be our biggest audience ever. Yeah. We only did but, that once, uh, did we? But, the, but yeah, but what we're going to be at you, well, yeah, you're coming, you know about it and it's going to be a, a big to do and it's going to be awesome. It will be. So uh, check us out, mapledips.ca. If you want uh, the links, I'm not sure how you found us without that, but if you did, we're on the, uh, well, also on the Instagram, Facebook, but Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And I posted, Jody, that if you are on, if you have Audible, which is Amazon's like audiobook service, you can actually pull your podcasts up, podcasts, boo. You can also pull your podcasts up through Audible, which is handy. You know, you're in the car, you're like, oh, I just finished listening to that latest Stephen King book on Audible. I think I'll just want to listen to a, uh, enjoyable 20 odd something minute podcast and we're on there you can listen to us so do maple it. dips yeah and um well thanks very much for listening jody all right everybody if you enjoyed this episode make sure you tell your friends and if you haven't let's just keep that our little secret talk soon bye-bye Boo! <laughs>